I'm Adam Coleman, inviting you to the fifth season of The Cosmic Library from LitHub. This season, we go on our tiniest reading adventure yet, into short stories in the U.S. But this too turns out to be almost all-encompassing. I think short stories are essentially brief encounters with felt life. That's Oxford literary scholar Andrew Kahn, who gives us a deep history of the short story. And we hear from The New Yorker's Deborah Treisman, who explains her work as an editor of short fiction. You know, if you are melding with another person, you don't turn that person into you, but you get to know the ins and outs of that person. So, and it's, it's sort of like that. I always feel involved with the stories. We bounce around between the history and current life of short stories with the novelist Justin Taylor. The nice thing about it going out of fashion is that it really frees you up to relate to it in a different way. This being the Cosmic Library, we make sure to go way beyond U.S. short stories, too. Here's the Washington Post critic, Becca Rothfeld. A lot of Kafka short stories, I think, gesture at or describe um, sort of nightmarish geographies or architectures. And the actor Max Gordon Moore reminds us just how wild short stories can be. With a reading in its entirety of Wakefield, the intensely strange, classic Nathaniel Hawthorne story. He had contrived, or rather he had happened, to dissever himself from the world, to vanish. Get ready for all that and more in a season about short stories, small windows into vast universes. It's season five of The Cosmic Library, available soon wherever you go for podcasts. This is The Literary Life. I'm Mitchell Kaplan. I've owned books and books and been a bookseller for over 35 years. What you're about to hear are conversations about all things literary, with writers, readers, publishers, old friends, new friends, and anyone who might wander into our store with an interesting story to tell about their connection to books, reading, or writing. These will be informal, over-the-backyard-fence kind of conversations, the kind I and booksellers everywhere have each and every day. Happy New Year to everyone listening to The Literary Life. In a very uncertain year, one thing is very clear. 2020 will see many, many wonderful books being published. Today I'm joined by three of the great readers around who have the job of, for books and books of knowing just what those books are. And I hope you have pen and paper handy because we're going to be talking about what new books to expect as the year unfolds. With me are Christina Russell, who is our head buyer for children's and young adult books, Christina Nasti, who does our events and marketing coordination, and Gael Lalimer, who is our head buyer. First, though, I want to give my sympathies to all of us who read, write, sell, and love books. This week, we lost a giant. Sonny Maida, the publisher of Alfred Knopf, is responsible for some of the most important books published in the last 40 years. Six of Knopf's writers were awarded Nobel Prizes, Ishiguru, Alice Munro, Oren Pamuk, Imre Kirtej, V.S. Naipaul, and Toni Morrison, and dozens of others of books that he was responsible for publishing won Pulitzers, National Book Awards, Booker Prizes, and many other notable honors. He also published world leaders like Pope John Paul II, Bill Clinton, Tony Blair, 
and journalists uh, and jurists and just about every kind of literary author and poet you can think of. People like Sharon Olds, Michael Andaje, Jhumpala Lahiri, Tommy Orange, Anne Rice, Karen Russell, the list goes on and on and on. But on a personal note, Sonny was so supportive of indie bookstores and anything that any of us did that nurtured reading. He was an early supporter of the Miami Book Fair. And uh, those of you who are old enough to remember uh, the early days and the parties that he hosted, they were legendary. His interest in Miami came from his, I believe, from his love of noir fiction. He loved the work of Charlie Williford. And of course, that led him directly to championing the work of our very own, meaning Miami's very own, Carl Hyacin. Here's what Carl said about Sonny on news of his passing. Sonny was my editor for the last 29 years and a dear friend. He was always the most interesting person in the room and yet the quietest. The first time I went to meet him, I was completely intimidated. I got to his office at 10 in the morning, and there was a bottle of scotch already open on his desk. I thought, this is going to work out fine. (laughs) I remember when I was finishing one of my novels, he announced he was coming to South Beach to do the final edit face-to-face, which wasn't our typical routine. I was worried that he didn't like the final draft and wanted to tell me in person. When I arrived at his hotel, I found the manuscript in neat little stacks all over Sonny's room. We spent less than an hour going over his notes, and the rest of the night we hung out on Ocean Drive, eating and drinking. It was winter, and basically Sonny just wanted a fun trip to Florida. Looking back, I wish we'd done it that way on every novel. We're all going to miss Sonny. And many of the books that we're talking about are books that are from Alfred Knopf and are books that he championed. So let's get on with it and talk about some of the great books that are coming out in 2020. And I'm going to start with Gael, who, as I said, is our uh, head buyer. So Gael, what what piques your interest? Uh, well, one book that I am very excited about coming out this year is Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. Uh, it's published by Grove Press. Um, this one comes out in February, and it's a debut novel. Um, I would say this is for readers of Hanya Yanagihara and Frank McCourt. It's the story of love, family, and growing up poor and quote-unquote different in 1980s Glasgow. Um, Shuggy and his mother are the main characters, and... Um, his mother, Agnes, is his rock, but also a ticking time bomb who seesaws between sobriety and alcoholic binges. And we witness Shuggy doing his best to navigate between those two states, um, all the while while he is struggling with his own identity and wondering why he is not like the, quote, normal boys. Um, Douglas Stewart's prose is exquisite. His sense of place is spellbinding. He also infuses much-needed humor into a very intense and tragic situation. Um, I think book, a book like this doesn't come around often, so I think Douglas Stewart is really someone we want to keep an eye on. Our eye on. This is uh, Shuggy Bain, and it's published by Grove Atlantic. When is it coming out? February 12th. February 12th. Is there another one that you want to talk about? Um, another one that I really enjoyed is Constellations by Sinead Gleason. 
This is published by Mariner Books, comes out in March. Um, it's an extraordinarily intimate book of essays that explore the experiences that have made her the woman and the writer that she is today. Um, I would say this is for readers of um, anybody who enjoyed Mag Maggie O'Farrell's I Am, I Am, I Am. Uh, many of the essays uh, deal with illness as she has suffered from various ailments throughout her life. Um, my absolute favorite essay, though, is Our Mutual Friend, which completely destroyed me in the best possible way and kept me up all night. You've just piqued my interest, and, and, and I think those are two that I'm going to be uh, looking for myself. Let's uh, switch over to something on the YA or children's front. Christina Russell. <clears throat> the first book I want to mention is Tigers Not Daughters by Samantha Mabry. Um, it's coming out from Algonquin Young Readers on March 24th. She's previously been longlisted for the National Book Award, I think. Um, also shortlisted, but uh, this is her first, the first novel by her that I've read, and I'm really excited to read more from her. I really loved it, and I actually want to share a quote from Julia Alvarez about it that I thought like better summarized my feelings on the book than I could. She wrote, Move over, Louisa May Alcott. Alcott. Uh, Samantha Mabry has written her very own magical little women for our times. This is no family of tamed girls, but a clan of fierce and fighting young women who will draw readers into their spell. A celebration of the bonds of sisterhood and of the ways we heal by reaching beyond our losses, our brokenness, and our fears to the love that holds and heals. And you know, Julia has a new book herself coming out yeah, as well, which will be out sometime in March or April which we're all very high on as yeah. well. So um, the next book I guess I have on my list is We Are Not From Here, which is by Jenny Torres Sanchez, um, coming out from Philomel Books on May 19th. And a lot of people have called this like a sort of YA angle on another big book coming out on the adult side, which is American Dirt. It's a ripped from the headline sort of novel. It's about three teens who... It's basically about what eventually causes them to have to cross the border and obviously the harrowing... Um, experience of crossing the border and it's just the three of them um, a friend of the store and a local author Christina Diaz Gonzalez called it achingly beautiful well that's great and we have Christina Nasti who's reading often to see which authors might be coming down to the store and which ones we might want to invite so Christina what have you been what are you high on okay well um I want to say that um I'm I'm feeling very lucky to have a reading life in general. You know, I reflected a lot about that. And it's a very uh, wonderful gift um, to have a reading life at all. And being on a podcast that honors Sunny Maida is certainly something that I'm thrilled about. So um, in, this, in that spirit, I guess, uh, Rebecca Solnit is a writer that has always um, fascinated me. Um, I have been kind of, you know, changed every time I've read one of her books. I'm a huge fan. And so I'm really looking forward to her memoir. It's called Recollections of My Non-Existence. It's being published by Viking. And it's really um, her description of her formation as a writer and as a feminist in 1980s San Francisco. Um, she, how she lived, she was poor, she was adrift, she lived in a small apartment. Um, how punk rock gave form and voice to her own fury and explosive energy, and basically how she came to be um, the writer that she is. Uh, so very, very much looking forward to that. I have to say that when I made the list 
for this podcast. Um, I had so many books on it, of course, I had to like whittle down to some. And then I realized, oh my gosh, you know, um, I think mostly all of them are women, are written by women. They're women authors, women's voices, women's narratives. And then I realized that, you know, there's another theme, which is also like immigrant voices and reading about women and their cultural formation uh, from other countries and nationalities. I'm very interested in that. Um, so, you know, one book that, of course, has caught my eye is Miranda Popke's Topics of Conversation, published by Kanoff. And this is for readers of Rachel Cusk, Lydia Davis, and Jenny Ophel. Um, it is really composed exclusively of conversations between women, the stories they tell each other and the stories they tell themselves about shame and love, infidelity and self-sabotage, and it careens through 20 years in the life of an unnamed narrator who's hungry for experience and bent on upending her life. Um, sounds fascinating. God, I can't wait for all these books to be published. I can't wait to put them in some of our customers' hands. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of books that I happen to get early reads on that um, I think are going to be much talked about when they're published. Uh, one is called American Dirt. Um, Don Winslow, who had, you know, the Border Trilogy, who wrote that wonderful, uh, uh, series of books, talks about, uh, American Dirt as a grapes of wrath for our times. It's basically, uh, dealing with, uh, a woman and her child who are trying to make it into the United States after her husband was killed by a drug lord. And it's really, really affecting. And it's dealing with issues that so many of us have been talking about now. To give you an idea, this is, um, this is what Stephen King says of American Dirt. An extraordinary piece of work, a perfect balancing act with terror on one side and love on the other. The prose is immaculate, and the story never lets up. This book will be an important voice in the discussion about immigration and Los Migrantes. On a micro scale, the story scale where I like to live, it's one hell of a novel about a good woman on the run with her beautiful boy. It's marvelous. That's American Dirt by Janine Cummins, and it's coming out in uh, late January, early February. Another one that I was surprised to have liked as much as I did was Anne Napolitano's Dear Edward. This was published by the Dial Press, which is a division of Random House. And um, it's a very hopeful book, even though if I told you the plot, you would go, how could that possibly be hopeful? It's about actually a plane crash in which an entire family but one boy is... Um, uh, survives. And it's the story of the survival of this one boy interspersed with what happens on the plane. But as I said, it ends extremely hopefully and, uh, how one can, can create something, uh, vital and positive out of something that's su such a tragedy. But it's Dear Edward. Uh, it was a page turner as well and Napolitano. Another bookseller, Len Vlahos, 
has a, and I'm stealing your thunder, Christina Russell, because it's a YA book. It's called Hardwired. But as a friend of Len, I read it and I just loved it. And uh, I even uh, wrote a little blurb, and this is what I read, uh, wrote. Len Vleos' perfect blend of the real and the fantastical is a revelation in his latest Hardwired. He allows the reader to learn about the exhilaration and the dangers of a world gone artificial intelligence or AI in an unfolding story that will resonate with all readers, but particularly those young enough to be experiencing all the emotion that adolescence brings. Gael, what else? Um, another book that I'm very excited about, I haven't gotten around to reading yet, is Hidden Valley Road by Robert Kolker, um, published by Doubleday. This one comes out in April. Um, it's the story of a mid-century American family with ch 12 children, six of them, which are diagnosed with schizophrenia. And the family became science's best hope in the quest um, to understand this illness. Um, and I would say this is great for readers who loved the immortal life of Henrietta, Henrietta Lacks. Great. Thank you. There's some good nonfiction being published. A lot of good nonfiction. Eric Larson has a new one coming out. The Splendid right? in the Vile, yeah. Right. Another sort of another sort of exploration of World War II in some way or yes, another. Yes, and Churchill, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Christina Nasty, what? And he's coming to Books and Books. Um, so there are a couple of books that um, I'm really interested in that are about the Native experience in the U.S., and one is called Crooked Hallelujah, it's by Kelly Joe Ford, and it's being published by Grove Press. And it's basically, it follows four generations of Cherokee women across four decades. Um, it's the story of Justine, a mixed-blood Cherokee woman, and her daughter, Rennie, as they move from eastern Oklahoma's Indian country in the hopes of starting a new, more stable life in Texas, um, basically depicts what this family of proud, stubborn Cherokee women sacrifices for those they love. Um, and she, Kelly Jo Ford, is a citizen of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. So I'm looking forward to that. When and is, then, when is that one coming out? I'm not certain. Um, then there's also Louise Erdrich's The Night Watchman, uh, which is based on the extraordinary life of her grandfather, uh, who worked as a night watchman and carried the fight against native dispossession from rural North Dakota all the way to Washington, D.C. Um, it's being touted as a very powerful novel that explores themes of love and death with lightness and gravity and unfolds with the elegant prose, sly humor, and depth of feeling of a master craftsman. Another book that I'm very interested in, which is for readers of Tommy Orange, Yagiasi, and Jhumpa Lahiri, is A Burning by Mega. Majumdar, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing her name. This is a book that's published by Kanaf. It's a debut novel about three unforgettable characters who seek to rise to the middle class, to political power, and to fame in the movies. It sounds incredibly interesting. And Mega was born and raised in Calcutta, India. Oh, thank you, Christina. And other Christina, what? 
what else on the on the YA front? Um, I'm really excited about Yes, No, Maybe So by Becky Albertalli and Aisha Saeed. It's coming out from Balter and Bray on February 4th, and it's a contemporary YA novel about two teens who are both getting heavily involved in um, like the political world of their town. It's a coming-of-age story. It's got a little bit of romance. It's funny, charming, um, but it hits on like big, important topics that I think are really relevant for teens. And we're hosting them on February 6th at 6.30 in our Coral Gable store. So I'm excited about it. So fly in. Everyone should RSVP. If you're listening to this outside of Miami, book your flights now. Um, Another one I'm really excited about, and I think a lot of people are, is Stamped, uh, Racism, Anti-Racism, Racism and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, It's coming out from Little Brown Books for Young Readers on March 10th. Um, and it's it's being called a remix of the National Book Award winning um, book Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram. And I think it's really cool that he's working with Jason Reynolds, who obviously knows like a ton about and how we to reach kids. And we were talking earlier about just the rise of Jason Reynolds over the last 10 years. Yeah. He had one book at the beginning of the decade. And how many at the end? Of- 12. 12 at the end and read by everybody. And he, if you've never heard Jason Reynolds speak, he's so dynamic when he gives a talk. Yeah, and he's really excited about this project. Um, they tried to do something really new and fresh. Uh, it's been blurred by Angie Thomas and Laurie L. Sanderson and Nick Stone, among others. So I think it's going to be a big a big thing. Well, also dealing with race, there's, um, there's a guy that I've really enjoyed listening to his political commentary. His name is Eddie Gloud Jr., and he's got a book coming out called Begin Again, James Baldwin's America and its urgent, less, its urgent Lessons for Our Own. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I have the galley. It's coming out in April, and it's one that I highly recommend. Um, there's also another nonfiction coming out. Um, Hilary Mantel, who wrote the Thomas Cromwell trilogy, uh, is finishing it with her uh, the the mirror and the light, and this is I'm sure going to be something um, that's going to be quite significant and quite talked about. All of you know her book Wolf, uh, Wolf Hall. Um, she's won the Man Booker uh, Prize. It's been a Broadway play and a TV show, and this is the finishing off of that. Um, there's also a book uh, coming out by someone I like immensely, and that's Gish Jen. Uh, her book is called The Resisters, and it's her first novel since 2010. So, um, and it kind of takes her in a new direction. It's a dystopian novel uh, in which baseball offers a way out for a girl who was born into an impressed class. Really interesting. Um, another one I'm, this is Gael. Uh, another one I'm interested in is um, On Lighthouses by Yasmina Barrera, translated by Christina McSweeney, uh, which is published by Two Lines Press, and they do amazing work in translation. Uh, this one is equal parts memoir and literary history. Um, and what it is is basically just a tour of lighthouses as they appear in the works of, for example, Robert Louis Stevenson, Virginia Woolf, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, so that one I'm excited about. Another one is The Bear by Andrew Krivak, uh, published by Bellevue Literary Press, which comes out in February. Um, 
This one I think is a quieter kind of fable um, about Earth's last two inhabitants, a man and his daughter, and they get separated and the girl encounters a bear that leads her back home. Well, you know, it, I, I was thinking um, as you were talking about Lily King, uh, who wrote Euphoria, and uh, she has a new one coming out from Grove Atlantic called Writers and Lovers. And um, it follows Casey, a uh, smart and achingly vulnerable protagonist in the last days of her youth. Um, she is an artist, and we kind of learn about her life. And she falls in love, and it's very complicated and really, really good. And Lily King um, always delivers something quite interesting. And her book's being published by Grove Atlantic, and it'll be out in March. Um, the Book of V. The Book of V by Anna Solomon is being published by Henry Holt. Um, Maggie Richards is very high on this book. It's personally recommended by her. It's a kaleidoscopic novel intertwining the lives of a Brooklyn mom in 2016, a senator's wife in the 1970s, and the Bible's Queen Esther, whose stories of sex, power, and desire surprisingly converge. Sounds very fascinating. For readers of The Hours and Fates and Furies, um, it's a contemporary investigation into the lives of women across centuries. There are a couple of short story collections that I'm very excited about, especially the titles. I mean, I really love when, um, I think titles are so important in a book, right? And getting you to like be interested in reading it. Um, one is by Amber Sparks. It's called, And I Do Not Forgive You, Stories and Other Revenges. And it's being published by Live Right. And it's called, she's called A Master of the Fantastic by Roxane Gay. It will appeal to fans of writers like Kelly Link, Karen Russell, Carmen Maria Machado, and with a prose that shimmers and stings, it's a canon of the weird. It blends fairy tales and myths with apocalyptic technologies. It's all tethered intricately by the shades of rage. Sounds really interesting. I Hold a Wolf by the Ears, Stories, it's another one by Laura Vandenberg, um, the author of The Third Hotel, which we loved. Um, it's her first story collection since her acclaimed and prize-winning Isle of Youth, and it draws readers into the world of wholly original sideways ghost stories that linger in the mouth and mind like rotten, fragrant fruit. I'm going to talk about James McBride. The Color of Water was a book that I really, really loved. It was his memoir, um, and he's written a bunch of novels since then. But he has a new one coming called Deacon King Kong, a novel. That'll be out in March. Um, uh, it's, it's really, really interesting. In September 1969, there's a fumbling, cranky old church deacon known as Sport Coat. And he shuffles into the courtyard of the Causes houses, Housing Project in South Brooklyn and pulls a thirty-eight from his pocket. And in front of everybody, shoots the project's drug dealer at point-blank range. And then the book takes off from there. Very excited about this one. And I think you should be as well. Uh, there's also a new one um, by Emily St. John Mandel that's coming out. And... Um, it's called The Glass Hotel, 
and I haven't read it yet, but uh, all of you who love Station Eleven, I'm sure will love this one too. Even though I think it goes in a little different direction. Does it, Gail? Did you read this? I did read it, and I really enjoyed it. I'm also a big fan of Station Eleven, but I think this is a return to her earlier work. I think Station Eleven was a bit of a departure for her. So I think this is a return to her earlier work. Yeah, I want to mention a couple more books. Um, the first is probably my favorite thing that I read in 2019, but it doesn't come out until May. So I've been living in like a limbo because I can't sell it to anyone. Um, but um, I don't even know how to talk about it. I just think it's so beautiful. But so I'll try not to like gush too much. But it's called Girl Serpent Thorn um, by Melissa Bichardist. It's coming out from Flatiron Books on May 12th. It's um, a really, really beautiful, like stunning, sophisticated, original fairy tale influenced by Persian folklore. Um, it feels very fresh. The writing is crisp and gorgeous. And I did not want it to end. And I think it's like a can't miss book. It's it's a very literary um, YA fantasy and it's a standalone. It's not a series, but I think like fans of Lainey Taylor and Holly Black have to pick this up. It's it's really excellent. Um, and then I also want to talk about Lobizona by Romina Garber, who's a friend of the store. We've been lucky enough to launch a lot of her books. Um, she wrote the Zodiac um, series for Penguin Random House, but this is coming out from Wednesday Books, uh, which is uh, on May 5th. It's a Richly drawn fantasy world with magic and werewolves that's wonderfully imaginative and also asks big questions about immigration and what it means for someone to be illegal. Uh, Romina Garber uh, set the book here, parts of the book here in Miami, and she infused it with her, the folklore of her Argentinian roots. And I think it's going to be a big, a big hit for a lot of people. Um, and I'm going to do like a mini lightning round and just mention some picture books that are coming out Good. next year that I think like just Google them and look at the cover. They're really beautiful. The first is My Best Friend by Julie Fogliano. It's being illustrated by Jillian Tamaki. We love both of them. Um, they both have a lot of work um, on their own, but they're teaming up for the first time. It's coming out from Simon & Schuster on March 3rd. It's beautiful and so charming like just google these books and the next one is in a jar by deborah marcero again this book actually is like it's the most beautiful book i saw coming out in 2020 so far it's coming out from uh putnam on january 21st so pretty soon and then a new kind of wild is by zara gonzalez huang and this one is the illustrations are gorgeous. She's the writer and illustrator, but it's also a story about immigration and it's about um, a Puerto Rican boy. So I know we have like locally a lot of people this will really hit home for, but it's also beautiful to look at. That's great. Another one, you know, another one that's um, going to have huge local interest uh, as well as national interest too, because there's such an interest in Miami and I guess I'm old enough to remember what Miami was like before South Beach um, has become South Beach <laughs> in the way that people think about it. And uh, Nicholas Griffin has written a marvelous book about Miami in 1980, which was a very pivotal year for those of us who remember Miami in those days. It's called The Year of Dangerous Days, 
riots, refugees, and cocaine. And 1980 was the year in which the Mariel Boatlift happened. It was the first years that we began to see the violence from the cocaine cowboys and everything that that brought. And Miami was probably at its lowest point. Uh, Time magazine had a article, uh, a headline that said, uh, Miami paradise lost with a big question mark. And I know that Nicholas has put in years of research on this book and what I've read about it, what I've read of it so far. Uh, and as someone who lived through it, I can tell you that he gets it right. So the year of dangerous days, riots, refugees, and cocaine in Miami, 1980. And another one that I just want to mention, it's one that I just heard about. It's getting a lot of buzz. It's coming out later this year. It's called We Begin at the End by Chris Whitaker. Uh, I can't tell you much about it. I think someone is sending me um, a manuscript, and I look forward to reading it. But it's called We Begin at the End by Chris Whitaker. Uh, keep an ear out for that. Um, I just want to mention a couple releases that are coming out this month. A collection of short stories by Garth Greenwell, Cleanness. Also, Uncanny Valley by Anna Wiener. Uh, Alone Petal of the Sea by Isabella Allende comes out at the end of this month. And also, Cattail by Craig Pittman, which is about the battle to save the Florida panther. Yeah, I look forward to that one as well. Christina? I'm so excited because so many of these authors are coming to Books and Books at next year. I mean, this year. Sorry. Ooh, this year. So um, a couple of Japanese writers that I'm excited about. Um, it, Mieko Kawakami. Um, she's published by Europa, and the book is called Breast and Eggs. Um, Kawakami first exploded into the cultural space as a musician, then as a poet and a popular blogger, she's currently one of Japan's most widely read and critically acclaimed authors, and she's heralded by Haruki Murakami as his favorite new writer. Um, so Breast and Eggs focuses once again on the female body, telling the story of three women, um, the 30-year-old unmarried narrator, her older sister Makiko, and Makiko's daughter Midoriko. So I can't wait for that one. Um, she herself says, I'm sure that in the pages of this novel, readers will find something that echoes in their own life, the randomness, suddenness, and strangeness, and at the same time, something fundamental to the human experience and sensibility. And it's by Karen Te Yamashita. It's published by Coffeehouse Press, and um, generations of Japanese Americans merge with Jane Austen's characters in these lively stories pairing uniquely American histories with reimagined classics. That sound, sounded very appealing. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to sort of do a kind of lightning round. This is all being recorded at Books and Books, and so if you hear some of that ambient noise, we're in, uh, we're in one of the book rooms, and we still are selling books even after the holidays. <laughs> so we're very happy about that. So I apologize if there have been any disruptions from sound. But why don't we sort of tail off and end our, um, our, our, our podcast today just by just talking about authors and books and who they have coming, and we'll just slowly fade out into the sun, sunshine, uh, <laughs> sunset. I also want to, again, send my love and send my best wishes 
Tagita Mehta and the whole, uh, Sonny Mehta's whole family at Alfred Knopf. Um, we all will be missing Sonny acutely and uh, we send you all our love. I'm going to go, I'm going to start this with Emma Straub. She's got a new book. We all know Emma Straub. She's now a bookseller as well in Brooklyn. And her book is, which is coming out, it's called All Adults Here. Uh, another favorite of mine is Europa Press. It's a favorite press of mine. And they have uh, a new book coming out from Shok Ufe Azar, The Enlightenment of the Green Gauge Tree. I'm sure you will not remember that, but uh, <laughs> you can call Books and Books and ask us for it. Uh, and lastly, for me, Jennifer Steele, uh, Exile Music. Uh, look out for that one. And also Walter, Mos- also, Walter Mosley has a new one coming. And we all know that, that you're always in for a big surprise when you read one of Walter's new books. Um, some books coming out this year, Death in Her Hands by Otessa Moshfei. We all love her here. The Knockout Queen by Rufy Thorpe. Uh, Spirit Run by Noe Alvarez. Uh, this Town Sleeps by Dennis E. Staples. I think both of those are um, published by Catapult. The Falcon Thief by Joshua Hammer. A Paragon by Colin McCann, which I know is highly anticipated. And also Gen- uh, Weather by Jenny Offal, which we love. There are a couple of celebrity memoirs that I'm anticipating. Uh, One is by Alicia Keys. It's called More Myself, A Journey. And it's part autobiography, part narrative documentary about her own process of growth and self-discovery. Of course, you know, she's someone of great interest to a lot of people. Um, Brother and Sister by Diane Keaton. Um, Again, a book about how her brother, how, you know, she's trying to make sense of her relationship with her younger brother, who actually has a very divergent uh, life from hers, how he ended up living on the other side of normal. Um, There are, Elena Ferrante has a new book, The Lying Life of Adults, and I'm looking forward to that as well. There are a couple that I just find uh, very intriguing, My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth. Um, Stephen King calls it a well-constructed package of dynamite, and it's about a young woman and her relationship with her older professor. Um, If I Had Your Face by Francis Cha, who is from Korea, and this is set in Korea. And there's also Jim Carrey has a new book coming out as well, which will be great. Christina Russell. I want to mention two books that we have events for coming up. The first is A Heart So Fierce and Broken by Bridget Kemmerer. We're hosting her on Tuesday, January 7th, um, and that's the follow-up. Uh, it's the second book in a series. We're really excited. She'll be in conversation with Kelly Kuhn, the author of Grave Maidens. Um, and then we're hosting Melissa Albert for uh, The Night Country, which is the follow-up to The Hazelwood, which was a really big hit, a bestseller for us, and I love this book. Um, I also want to mention um, Sia Martinez and the Moonlit Beginning of Everything by Raquel Vasquez Gilliland, which is coming out from Simon & Schuster in the summer. I loved it. It's weird. It's about aliens and immigration, but it's fantastic. I think a lot of people are going to love it. I want to mention The Lucky Ones by Liz Lawson coming from Delacorte Press on April 7th, which is um, about the aftermath of a school shooting for two teenagers who um, 
are affected by it in two really different ways and how they kind of come together to begin the healing process. I also want to bring up um, local author Chantel Acevedo's new um, middle grade novel. It's her first novel for children, and it's called Muse Squad, The Cassandra Curse, coming on July 7th from Balter and Bray. It's uh, about a Cuban-American girl who discovers that she's one of the nine muses of Greek mythology. I think it'll be a really um, good recommendation for fans of Rick Riordan's Percy Jackson series or Roshni Chokshi's um, Aru Shaw series. And if you look it up, it has a very Miami cover. It's super cute. There's also Tim Dorsey's Naked Came the Florida Man. Uh, if you haven't read Tim Dorsey, do yourself a favor and um, experience that treat. Um, Tim Dorsey's Naked Came the Florida Man is funny, it's dark, and um, it's one that I think you guys will love. I, th- I feel like we've just scratched the surface, right? Yeah, <laughs> there, a lot more. We're going to be coming back at you sometime soon to give you an update of some more 2020 books that will be coming out, but it you can just hear from everyone's description uh, there's going to be enough books to keep all of us busy for an entire year and get us through the last half of the year, which I think is going to be really, really distracting. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to need distractions. Uh, Lastly, I'll just say one last thing. One of my... uh, one of my favorite experiences that I've had as a bookseller is being able to have a meal with Alice Waters. And uh, Alice's daughter, Fanny Singer, is coming out with her new book from Kanaf called um, A Daughter's Always Home, A Daughter's Recipes and Stories. So it's as much a cookbook as it is a memoir. And uh, everybody should keep an eye out for that one. And in the meantime... Thank you, Christina, Christina, and Gael. And thank you for being on The Literary Life. Thank you Thanks, for Mitchell. <laughs> and more so, thank you for living The Literary Life. Oh, oh we love it's it. It's a good life. Yeah, it's the only life. <laughs>